When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. This is Reb Talk on the Ole Miss Sports Network from Learfield IMG College in partnership with TeleSouth Communications. Here's the voice of the Rebels, David Callum. And welcome to Reb Talk. We're here again. Looking forward to being with you. Another week of Reb Talk, as we've talked about over the last several weeks. Uh, Reb Talk usually ends early few weeks of baseball season, but with the uh, coronavirus issues and everybody being cooped up at home. We made a decision to start Rev Talk again, unfortunately not at a live venue. We're looking forward to that. I'm going to make Keith buy my steak when we go back to Bouray or where we end up going someday. But, I'd be happy uh, to do that. I know, if we can I know, go, I'll do that. Absolutely. I know, or we'll flip for it. It won't matter. We'll be so happy that we're out and about. That's for sure. But we do have our athletic director, Keith Carter, with us again from his home here in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, for another edition of Rev Talk. Keith's been really gracious and agreed to kind of do the opening segment each week to sort of give us an update of what's going on with the athletic department and uh, how things are, are going in the Carter house primarily. Uh, but uh, we look forward to visiting with him here again. And Keith, uh, I guess one of the places we can start is just communications in general with uh, your department and how things are going. I know there's a hint of reopening somewhere soon too, just uh, kind of where we stand this week. Yeah, you know, still pretty much the status quo of working on Zoom and, and doing those type of things. I have been in the office a couple of times just to kind of go in and out, which has kind of been refreshing actually to, to go up there and just see the inside of the office. But, uh, you know, we are, we're starting to look at, at some scenarios for, you know, bringing some people back and certainly, you know, going to work with, with campus and uh, make sure that everyone's on the same page there. Uh, you know, again, Shannon Singletary is is kind of our liaison to campus, working with Noel Wilkin and, and others um, to try to, you know, come up with a great plan to, to bring people back. And, uh, you know, that's probably going to be in a, a phased approach, probably bring people back in waves, whether that be students or, or staff or, or those type of things. But, uh, you know, I think that with, with, with Mississippi opening up some things and other states like Tennessee and Georgia and Texas, uh, you know, starting to, to do that, you've got a plan for that. Now, we'll wait until, you know, we can medically do that and things are safe. And, and certainly we want to be responsible as, as we do that. But, uh, 
you know, our job now with, with kind of time on our hands is to plan for all scenarios, and, and we're certainly going to do that. Within the department itself, Keith, I know there's probably been some discussion. Would, would you do like certain department areas uh, and let others kind of hang loose for a little while longer? Or would you flip a switch and say, okay, Ole Miss Athletics is back in business? Yeah, I think I think we would take it in waves. You know, I still think there's a lot of people, and, and you know, even myself. I mean, I, I don't necessarily have to go in the office every day. We can we can kind of do what we're doing from home in a lot of ways. But um, I do think bringing some people back and starting to kind of feel some of that normalcy again is, is a good thing. Um, you know, so we would probably try to start with with certain members of our staff, and and you know, some some of our staff has been going in every day anyway. You know, a lot of our our field crew and and people that have to you know, deal with things, uh, you know, on a daily basis, they've been going in. So uh, we'd probably phase it in and, and certainly, you know, trying to figure out what makes the most sense with bringing, you know, student athletes back, uh, you know, hopefully sometime in the summer uh, and, and start getting them prepared for the fall. Uh, Keith, there's been some major donations lately. I follow the foundation on Twitter and all. I know you got to be really happy that a lot of Ole Miss people are still stepping up for you. Well, I had no doubt that they that they would. You know, I mean, I've been in, in fundraising and development for basically my whole career at Ole Miss, and we just got such good people, people that are passionate about Ole Miss, people that understand that, you know, now we, we probably need their donations more than ever. You know, mm -hmm. this is this is the time where we need uh, folks to step up, and, and they're certainly do, doing that. So uh, it's been it's been really cool to kind of get the text messages from our, our foundation staff and, and, and our major gift folks saying, hey, we got another gift today. And, and mm -hmm. you know, this gift came in. So uh, it's been really good. And, and again, I, you know, you, you thank the Ole Miss family so many times and, and you can't thank them enough just because they continue to, to step up. And, uh, you know, again, kind of in tough times, it's been really, really cool and refreshing to see them do that. From a financial standpoint, just overall, the athletic department, uh, of course, we lost all our spring sports, uh, you know, and revenue involved in that to some degree. But a lot of companies across the country, not only in sports world, but just in general, uh, you know, have lost a, a ton of revenue, a two-month, three-month situation. How do we stand in general as an athletic department? Well, we're in good shape. I mean, I, I think we, we've done a, a good job, you know, kind of navigating some, some tough, you know, kind of financial waters over the past four or five years. And, you know, certainly had to dip into our reserve account, you know, when we didn't get that, that SEC revenue from the bowls and the postseason. Um, but we had, we had enough left that we're, we're doing well. And, and I feel like through June 30th, through the end of our fiscal year, we're in really good shape. Uh, you know, between Angela Robinson, our, our department CFO, and Fowler Staines, who's overseeing the foundation, uh, you know, they're two really bright minds and they work closely with Larry Sparks and, and everyone across campus. But, um, you know, we feel good about it, but certainly we've got we've to figure out what the fall looks like. And, you know, I think everybody, uh, you know, is looking at all scenarios. And, you know, certainly if we can move forward and, and play football and, and get our fall sports going, uh, we feel that we'll be in a, in a great spot. But, you know, certainly if, if that doesn't happen, then we may have to, to look at some other options. But, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, the thing that I think makes Ole Miss Athletics so good is, is the people and, and our staff. And so we're going to do everything we can to protect our staff and, and make sure that, that uh, you know, they know that, you know, we're, we're focused on them and, and trying to do the right thing there. But uh, we're in good shape. We'll, we'll keep fighting, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll get to the end of this thing sooner rather than later. You know, you mentioned Larry Sparks, and what a, what a great guy. I mean, he, he took the interim position as chancellor uh, with no intentions of becoming the chancellor. Now he's back into his financial position where you, you guys have worked with him for several years. We've been friends for a long time. I've been canoeing with Larry Sparks. He's better at financial stuff, by the way. But uh, it, it was kind of weird how it worked out. You sort of needed him to be the interim chancellor from an athletic department standpoint, and now you kind of need him back in, in his uh, financial shoes, I guess. Yeah, Larry's great. And obviously, I'll, I'll always owe, you know, Larry a thank you for allowing me to become the interim AD. You know, he was the one that made that decision and, and gave me the opportunity to to have that six months and learn on the job. And, and then, of course, Chancellor Boyce was, you know, named me the, the permanent. But, uh, you know, Larry is just such a, a good guy. He's such you know, great institutional knowledge of Ole Miss. He loves this place. Um, you know, I think Larry's one of the smartest financial minds I've ever been around. He understands really all aspects of the university. Um, you know, he's a fan of athletics, which is good. Uh, you know, and, and I think a lot of our, our uh, you know, leaders across campus are, are fans of athletics. So we have a great relationship. Uh, worked with Larry very closely on a lot of our, our capital projects and financing with internal debt and different things. So uh, really enjoy working with him. You know, 
very grateful for for what he did and stepped up in a time of need for Ole Miss and uh, now back in his his role as, as CFO of the university and, and doing a great job. Okay, we're one of the 14 spokes of the SEC wheel, and I know that all the ADs are interacting uh, with the, the conference office. Give us an update this week as far as those conversations go. Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of interesting things to discuss right now. Obviously, name, image, and likeness uh, is a is a topic that's out there. Uh, the one-time transfer is out there. You know, a lot of different things there. But uh, you know, really, the last week uh, to ten days has been just discussion on you know how do we get back to normal? You know, how do we how do we get back to campus? Is it bringing student athletes back in the summer so they can be prepared for the fall? You know, what are all those scenarios from a you know starting you know fall sports on time in September to even you know maybe playing them in the spring? and kind of everything in between. So uh, just a lot of discussion there. You know, there's some bright minds around the SEC in that AD room. You know, there's some really some really smart people, and obviously Commissioner Sankey and Charlie and, and everyone over at the SEC office has our best interests at heart. So I really enjoyed being a part of that. And, uh, you know, I know we're going to end up with a great solution. Uh, you know, it will be interesting to see how it all shakes out, you know, with, with us having 11 different states in our footprint. But, uh, you know, I, I know we'll end up in a good place, and, and certainly those conversations will ramp up here over the next few weeks. This week on Rev Talk, we're going to meet one of our uh, football coaches again, uh, Blake Gideon, as we've introduced our fans to new coaches each and every week. And he's a special teams coach. And uh, I know that you've had a chance. I guess you've met them all. I would think yeah. so by this point. I haven't. I've got to get out of this house so I can go meet them all. But tell us right. a little bit about Blake and what he means to Lane's staff. Well, Blake is, uh, he's going to be great for us. He, he's young and energetic. Um, you know, he's a, he's a great coach. He's going to coach our special teams, and, uh, but he's going to be a great recruiter for us. I mean, you can just walk in the room with Blake, and, and he brings the energy. He kind of takes over the room. Uh, you know, played for Texas, uh, so has a big-time playing background, had a, had a chance to play in the NFL for a little while. And um, just, a, just a good guy, you know, somebody that uh, when, they, when he walks in the, the living room with, with moms and dads and, and, and you know, prospects, um, you know, what he says is going to resonate. And, you know, I think Coach Kiffin has done such a good job with this staff. And, and Blake will be a huge part of it. And, uh, you know, I look forward to getting to know him better, but really happy that he's in Oxford. And uh, how did new softball coach, uh, Jamie uh, Traxel, tell us about her. Well, we're really excited about Jamie. And, uh, you know, the softball search, you know, it, it took us about a week to kind of go through the search. And, uh, you know, the, the first five minutes that we had, we had Jamie on, on a Zoom interview, um, you know, we were texting in the background, you know, to each other on the, on the committee saying, wow, she's so impressive. And, uh, you know, we, we immediately, you know, targeted her as somebody we wanted to take to the next level mm -hmm. of interviews. And, uh, you know, we were able to, to interview her again. And, you know, she kind of blew our socks away again. And uh, I just think she's going to be really, really good. You know, she's got a great history at North Dakota State and then obviously taking Minnesota to the, to the College World Series, um, you know, in 2019. So, uh, yeah, I think the thing about our program, David, is that, you know, we have a great foundation. Coach Smith built a great foundation for this program and kind of showed us that we can play at the national level. Uh, you know, obviously we had to make the change there, but I think Jamie's going to be able to come in and build on that foundation. She understands what it takes to, to play at that highest level, going to the College World Series, um, and that's what she talked about. She said, I want to come to Ole Miss. I want to come to the SEC so we can go win a national championship. Yeah. And so you know, we're excited about that. And, you know, for us, now we got the coach, we got the, the team, we got the foundation. We got to do some things to support her and her program, whether it be with facilities, uh, you know, doing some upgrades over there. We're going to make that a priority once we kind of get through, you know, COVID-19 and, and whatever that looks like on the other side. But we understand that softball has got to be a priority from a facility standpoint. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Excited to get her to Oxford and uh, get to know everyone. But uh, she's going to She's going to add to a very strong list of coaches that we have in Ole Miss Athletics, and I think she's going to do a tremendous job. So how's the Carter family before I let you go? Everybody good? Yeah, we're doing great. Doing great. We've got a new puppy, and uh, oh, that's wow. been interesting uh, for a couple of weeks, and so uh, kind of already ruling the household. But, uh, <laughs> but it's been good. You know, again, we're, we're a little stir-crazy like everyone else, but, uh, but it's been good, and, and the family time's been fun. But uh, I think we're all ready to kind of get back to, to some sense of normalcy here pretty soon. No doubt. Keith, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thanks, David. All right, we're going to continue with Rep Talk. As we mentioned, we've got uh, Blake Gideon, assistant coach for Ole Miss football, coming up next. That's the sound of rush hour. Hello, recess. Mom. Work from home is a lot of work. Mommy. 
Even though we're a little further apart right now, we're still in this together. Regions is donating this ad to local food banks to shine a light on them as they feed our neighbors in need. Learn how you can help or get help at regions.com slash food bank. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Question. Would you rather refuel while earning Exxon and Mobile Rewards plus points on every gallon? Or would you rather refuel while sitting through my sales pitch for an exciting new timeshare opportunity? Interesting. You'd prefer the points. Well, that's proof. People prefer earning and redeeming with Exxon and Mobile Rewards Plus over owning a condo that's actually my shed. Earn points in-store and at the pump with Exxon and Mobile Rewards Plus. Sign up today. Terms and conditions may apply. Available at participating Exxon and Mobile locations. Right now is the best time to upgrade your appliances and lower your energy bill with smart choice rebates from Atmos Energy. As an Atmos Energy customer in Mississippi, you'll save up to $450 when you buy select high-efficiency natural gas appliances. So use less energy and help keep our planet green. Call 877-616-6267 or visit atmosenergy.com slash smartchoiceMS for details. Atmos Energy, your natural gas company. We need the fans, alumni, former players all united and everybody on the same page, which is to win championships. We didn't come here to be good, all right? That's not why we're here today. We came here to be great. Hey, Rebel Nation, this is head football coach Lane Kiffin. Let's lock the bot Saturdays this fall. Become a season ticket holder today. Visit OleMissTix.com. That's OleMissTix.com. Hotty toddy. Our farmers work their operations from daylight to dark, and sometimes later. They deserve a lender that does the same. I'm Matthew Raff with the Mississippi Land Bank. If you make your living on the farm, this is your place. Since 1916, Mississippi Land Bank has worked alongside farmers and farm communities in North Mississippi. Come by and visit one of our six local branches. Mississippi Land Bank, this is your place. Visit us at mslandbank.com. Hotty Toddy Ole Miss. Now for more Reb Talk, here's David Callum. And welcome back to Reb Talk. I had a chance to visit with Athletic Director Keith Carter, and this is our second segment of the week, and we're going to keep it in the football vein. There's so many new football coaches and new faces on the staff at Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin, and you're going to meet one of those tonight, and that's uh, Blake Gideon. Hey, Blake, how are you, man? I'm good, brother. What's going on? Oh, hanging in there, you know, quarantined or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, it's not that bad for me, not quarantined, but isolated to say that. I know my wife was wishing I was out. I've never been home this much in the spring as a sportscaster. So I know she gave me to get on, no yeah. doubt. But uh, that's right. Great to visit with you. Uh, Blake right. is going to be our special teams coordinator. Uh, last season was at Houston um, and handled uh, special teams, nickelbacks. Uh, for one year. Houston was, in fact, number one in the country, and both block punts had five and block kicks with six total. And under uh, Blake, punter Dane Roy, a uh, name you may remember, was a finalist for the Ray Guy Award and had a nearly 47-yard punt average in a single-season record at Houston. Uh, prior to Houston, uh, Blake coached at Georgia State. Previous two seasons, he was defensive back coach and defensive passing game coordinator at Western Carolina. And has some SEC flavor in there too, don't you, Blake? I mean, I do. What, Florida, Auburn, South Florida, Carolina. Auburn, uh, quick drive through Columbia, South Carolina. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I tried to cover all my bases before I circled back as a as a full time SEC coach. His playing career at Texas, many of you I'm sure, sure remember have read about Blake, but four year starter started all 52 games that he had a chance. So you were like, you know, the the Iron Man of. Texas football. There's only one other player in history, if I read correctly, that's been able to to do that. But uh, he played under Coach Mac Brown and defense coordinators Will Muschamp and Manny Diaz, some great names. And I guess we can kind of start there, Blake. You've got to be really happy for Coach Mac, man, to get back in football world, head coach at North Carolina, doing such a great yeah. job. I think I think everybody that played under Coach Brown um, kind of saw this coming. Uh, that, that he's always going to have that fire and he's got, he's got a special touch um, to a program and he's such a relationship guy. I think the the best thing that coach Brown did outside of the X's and O's is that he built 
long lasting, great relationships with us. Um, and that's, that's the part of the job to where he's never going to stray away from. Uh, that's very important to him. And so you see how, how well they're doing so fast and how well they're, how well they're doing in recruiting. Uh, that's all relationship based and he, he's got an infectious attitude and infectious way about him that it's hard to ignore. You know, I, I loved him in the broadcast world too. He's really good. And it was almost like your grandfather talking to you, you know, I'm sure you had right. a bigger relationship than obviously the rest of us do. But uh, when he got back into coaching, it's kind of bittersweet for those of us that didn't, you know, really know him from a coaching right. standpoint, it, you know, it, excited for him, but I thought he did a great job in that area too. Right, right. Great communicator. I think what made him good at that job is that he can uh, accurately communicate what he's seeing and what he's thinking and, and portray that to an audience, whatever the audience may be, whether it's in a team meeting room, um, a special teams meeting, or an audience of, of a couple of million people on ESPN. He's just got that, he's got that gift of gab and um, he's, he's a special personality for sure. We're visiting Blake Gideon, our new special teams coach and the Ole Miss staff. And, uh, you know, you grew up, we were talking before we came on, you grew up in a small town, Leander in uh, Texas. Your wife grew up in a small town in Tennessee, just small town folks. And then you got on that gigantic stage at UT, I mean, gracious, and had a lot of success or an outstanding uh, player there. But I want to ask you, at what point in your football career did you say, you know, because I've heard you've been called like a, a – a coach on the field when you were a player. But when did you make the decision that, you know what, I want to stay in this and I want to be a coach today? Well, the people that say that, I think that's just a nice way of saying I wasn't near as fast as I should have been. I wasn't near as athletic as I should have been. Um, you know, I, I have always enjoyed the mental part of the game. Um, I can see how whenever coaches first get into the business, you talk about how addicting it is, the strategy part of things. And um, I, I enjoy learning new ways to do things. And what helped me along really was my dad was a longtime high school coach in the mm-hmm. state of Texas. And so growing up in a household uh, of teachers, my mom was a, was a high school math teacher. And that's really what it is. It's, it's a profession yeah. of teaching. Um, and that's really what I fell in love with is um, having the opportunity to stand in front of some guys and grow them to a final product. Uh, and going through all the uh, all the ups and downs of that, and, and getting those guys to trust you, playing Division One on a high level, and not all coaches have done that. They've come to the you know to the to the game in a different fashion. But I would think from a re- relating that to current players, that's got to be an advantage for you too. Yeah, I think um, when I'm talking to guys, not just the players on our team, um, about things we're asking them to do, I'm coming at it uh, from experience. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I always I have the luxury of telling guys, hey, I'm never going to ask you to do something I haven't done myself. Um, and I know there's there's some jobs in the game of football that aren't near as fun out on the field. Um, yeah. That, that you may be kind of seen as a little bit of a sacrificial lamb going to take out this block or make this block. And uh, for for one of your teammates to experience the headline play. Um, but I think it validates you a little bit more. Um, those guys those guys are hearing it from somebody that um, that experienced the same pain and the same not fun part of uh, summer conditioning and, and the winter runs whenever it's really cold in the morning still. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's, that's what it does for you is it validates your – whenever you're asking them to do those hard, not-so-fun things. T- tell me about your relationship with Lane Kiffin. How did you guys get hooked up and the decision to come to Ole Miss? Yeah, well, we had um, – we had some, some mutual associates and as everybody talks about football coaching and especially in college, it's such a small world. It's a small fraternity. And what I've learned is there's really about four or five ways of doing things, right? Of like all the 130, whatever division one programs, there's four or five different ways to play defense, four or five different ways to, to move the ball on offense and the same on special teams. And so you kind of align yourselves with the same thought process mm-hmm. in the business and um, I know I know coach Kiffin um, wants to to have an aggressive mentality on teams and an attacking mentality and I believe in the same thing and we we've known uh, some of the same people in that special teams world mm-hmm. um, and I guess I've, I've been lucky enough to have good players not screwed up too bad that 
um, <laughs> that he brought me along. But to, to get to a place like this that really not too long ago was, was at the pinnacle um, and winning the Sugar Bowl and, you know, people forget that wasn't that, wasn't that long ago. And this place has the potential to be really good and consistently good. And uh, whenever you're able to do that in the SEC West, which is the best side of the best conference in the country, I, I don't think um, that's something that you can pass up. So, You know, when you played at Texas, I'm sure you had tons of games that there was one or two plays that made the difference. And in the SEC, you can almost go to each weekend – and pick one or two or three plays. If they flip, the other team might even win. And that's what makes, I think, special teams so vital. We get all hung up on offense, defense, and and then, okay, and they're special teams. But special teams are critical. And so I really appreciate uh, the importance of what you're doing for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's part of the initial presentation. Whenever I first stand in front of the guys to start that year, back in January or February, whenever it was, and I'm talking to them. I'm giving them the, the selling point on special teams and, and why we need to exert our best efforts on special teams and have our best players on special teams is the simple fact that you're exchanging the most field position on a consistent basis on any given special teams play. Right. You're not giving up 40 yards every single play on defense. You're not gaining 40 yards on every single play on offense. But on special teams, the field is literally flipping. Uh, so if you go back and you're truly breaking down those games and, and how the game was won or how the game was lost, you can usually trace that back to starting field position. Um, beside turnovers, starting field position, how, how short of a field our offense has to drive or how much of a field our defense gets to defend. That, that plays into not only players' production, but how our coordinators are calling the game. Um, if they know that, you know, we've, we've got that ace in the hole that we could flip the field at any second on special teams. And it's not just that segue play to get us from offense to defense or vice versa. It's a chance to change the game. And that's, that's really the mindset that we want to bring to Oxford is that every time we jog out one of our, our kicking game units, it's a chance to change the game. And that's, that's the mindset that we started working on back in January. And that's how we practice. And that's what we want to be known for. You know, you mentioned putting your best players on special teams. Kind of what is the staff's philosophy on how far do you take that? Do, you know, sure. I know there's certain players that are super talented and you may want to put right. on special teams, you may not, but you want a, a good balance, I would think. But what's the yeah, that's, that's a constant conversation between Coach Kiffin and myself. It, it's a long season and the nature of the game is that it's a physical sport and the toll is taken on your guys. And so you need to be mindful of how many reps, not just in the game, but in practice, mm -hmm. um, you're allowing your guys to go through. Um, that's one of those things that I draw back on my playing experience. And I never want to forget that. How, how did a young Blake Gideon feel on a Thursday practice going into a big game that Saturday? How, how did my legs feel whenever coach was asking me to do this and this? And I'm looking ahead thinking I'm going to have to play all this defense and at the same time cover all these kicks. Um, that, that's something I want to be mindful of and, and be sensitive to uh, with our individual players. And um, at the same time, I've told our guys several times, I'm not going to ask anybody to be on special teams. Um, but the way we go about things, the way we practice, the way it's set up for, for players to make plays and, and win on mismatches, you're going to want to be on special teams. Yeah, uh, you, you want some I, players I want to take, embrace it even if it's their main thing, right? That's right. That's right. I, I want to – I would much rather take you off than have to beg you to go out there and cover a kick or, or mm -hmm. go block for your buddy on a return game. Um, so that's it, – it's the mindset and the best teams I've been a part of, the best special teams cultures I've been a part of. Um, I was having to physically grab our best players and keep them from running out on the field because they wanted to go – not just return the kick for the touchdown. They want to go block the kick. They want to go set up that big block to spring their buddy. They want to go make that big tackle on, on the coverage unit. So that's when the culture is, is getting to how you want it. And I think we're, we're well on our way to getting it to how we want. And obviously the main litmus test is seeing how we do against people that are wearing different colored jerseys. Yeah, no doubt. There's some good ones in this league, by the way. Just yeah, there are. One or two, yeah. <laughs> you right. get the five block punts at, at Houston. Uh, talk about how you break down – I don't want to 
you know, give everybody your secrets. Wait, national secrets. How secret. do you find cracks in like punt protection? Just watching film, and then I'm sure once you're you do it and have success with that, players and really buy into. Yeah, it. I think. I think at the beginning part of the week, you need to have an idea really before you even go into the season, which is kind of what I'm doing now. I, I know the schedule. I know who we're going to play, and, and you know who the coordinators are going to be. And you have a pretty good idea of what teams are going to do, what their philosophy is. You've got to get a feel for the other team's personality. What do they want to do? What are they good at? Um, let's make them do something they're not good at. If, if we're going to lose this thing, then let's make them – uh, let's force them to beat us doing something that's they're you know they're throwing their change up. Let's not get beat by the fastball. Yeah. Um, really, it comes down to players. After that, it's I try to get out of our guys' way. I, I try to get our best players in one-on-one -on -one situations to where we've got the best chance to win. As much as I want to sit back in my office and play mad scientist and try to scheme <laughs> up all these cool blocks, yeah. A lot of that is is what we call in coaching clinic talk. Mm -hmm. Um. And it doesn't work as much as you think it would. It's really – it's about players. Um, our whole philosophy is based on technique and effort. Um, we want to have better technique and effort than anybody we play against. And we can't just talk about it. We have to practice that way. We, we probably compete more in practice than, than most teams, good versus good. Um, there's not a whole lot of times where we're just going against a scout team on special teams in practice. So we're finding ways to, to get that technique worth on – that technique work on both sides of the ball um, to where we can win those one-on-ones. So finding out the personality of the other team, what do they want to be? What do they not want to be? Um, if we force them into it and then just setting up one-on-ones for your best players. Well, I can't wait to see it unfold. Hopefully you have some success and block. I love block kicks. I think it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, let yeah. me ask you a recruiting question just in general. Uh, the Ole Miss footprint, it's a, it's a small state, but gosh, we have got incredible players here. And I know that Lane and your entire staff, y'all came in and uh, were kind of behind the eight ball a little bit with a short recruiting season. But uh, when you look around you, the other guys on this staff and the p potential of recruiting not only in state, but also nationally, you got to feel pretty good about uh, what you can acquire in the future, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I think – you kind of alluded to it. The first thing you want to do, you always want to win at home, right? You want to, you want to get uh, the homegrown talent, the, the best players in your area. Um, that means a lot to the program and, and to the culture we're trying to build in that locker room. Um, but at the same time, um, we want to have a big enough footprint to where we can go out nationally mm -hmm. and go win on that kid out in California or way over on the East Coast that people have kind of written the SEC off. You know, they've already kind of said that that's going to be a Pac-12 kid or that's going to be an ACC kid just by geography. Um, we want to have the ability to go to the four corners of the United States and further if we need to uh, in order to get the best players um, and, and continuously improve our roster. I, I think we're all on the same page with that. Um, we've got a bunch of energetic guys, um, mostly young energetic guys, and even the guys that are, that are senior age-wise, they've got a lot of energy to be able to go out and go get guys. I don't think anybody is is flinching one bit whenever a kid that's beyond that five, six-hour driving radius pops up. It doesn't matter. We're, we're going to go try to get the best available. That's awesome. And uh, we're visiting with Blake Gideon on our football staff, one of our new football coaches. we got a bunch of those, by the way, and he's handling <laughs> special teams and all. Okay, all of my Rebel friends are going to say, if you don't ask him about that baby crib in the background, <laughs> So explain yourself. <laughs> yeah, so so right now it's just myself and my wife. Um, and we we found out back in the end of January, we had really just moved to Oxford that we're gonna we're expecting a little one. Awesome. Um, in in the middle of the season. And so we're part of part of what I'm doing right now, and, and I know being the son of a coach, my dad is shaking his head saying, You gotta plan better than that, son. Um <laughs> I'm going through practice scripts and everything and in case I have to to pass it off in the middle of a game or in the middle of a week to, yeah. to one of the other assistant coaches. But the great thing about that, and, and not many staffs can say this, is we've got a couple of former special teams coordinators. Coach Partridge uh, ran the teams up at Michigan, and, and Coach Durkin really got his start, got his name out there as an elite special teams coordinator uh, at Stanford and at Florida. Um, 
playing that same aggressive style. So I know those guys are kind of licking their chops. They, they may want me to actually go to the hospital at the beginning of the week so they can they can get back into that special teams world. But yeah, we're um, we're expecting a little boy in in the middle of October, and we'll see if if he's stubborn like his daddy, then he's probably not going to stick the schedule. So um, so we're ready for all curveballs that that he's going to throw at us. No doubt. Well, uh, sadly, tell the family back home in the Lone Star State that this one is going to be an old Miss Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> I think they know. I okay. think they know for sure. We've already told them. Good deal. Hey, Blake, great visiting with you. Looking forward to working with you some more uh, down the road. And again, I, I know it's a little late for me, but welcome to Oxford. And uh, I appreciate it. We're excited about Rebel football. Yes, sir. So am I. We appreciate All right, Blake. it. Thanks, man. We'll see you, brother. When we come back, we've got our new softball coach, Jamie Traxler. That's next on Rev Talk. Hi, this is Gant Boone with Oxford University Bank. You've heard about our Casasa Cash Checking Account paying 2.5% interest on balances up to $50,000. That interest could, depending on your balance, pay for an unlimited cell phone plan for you and one other, or pay for two gas fill-ups per month for an average-sized gas tank, or maybe a nice mint on the square is what you desire. Regardless, this is real money we will give you for doing three things you are probably already doing. So stop in today or visit us online at liveoxfordbankoxford.com, Oxford University Bank, member FDIC. Hey Rebel Nation, this is head football coach Lane Kiffin. Let's lock the Vought Saturdays this fall. Become a season ticket holder today. Visit OleMissTix.com. That's OleMissTix.com. Hotty toddy. For over 50 years, Mississippi Asthma and Allergies Board Certified Team of Allergists have treated patients in Mississippi by identifying triggers that cause patients trouble and creating personalized treatment plans. Now with offices in Jackson, Ridgeland, Meridian, D'Iberville, and Oxford, it's like we're right next door when you need us. Treating adults, infants, teens, and Ole Miss students. Find the Mississippi Asthma and Allergy Clinic near you at msaac.com. Mississippi Asthma and Allergy, helping Mississippi live life to the fullest. That's the sound of rush hour. Hello, recess. Work from home is a lot of work. Even though we're a little further apart right now, we're still in this together. Regions is donating this ad to local food banks to shine a light on them as they feed our neighbors in need. Learn how you can help or get help at regions.com slash foodbank. Regions Bank, member FDIC. As we navigate the COVID-19 crisis, O'Reilly Auto Parts is dedicated to serving you. We've been deemed an essential business, so our doors will stay open. We encourage you to buy online, then pick up curbside. Together, we're committed to getting through this. Hotty Toddy Ole Miss. Now for more Rev Talk, here's David Callum. Welcome back to Rev Talk, and we're in our third segment tonight, and uh, we are so honored and privileged to get to dive into the world of uh, softball with Jamie Traxel. Just been hired as a new softball coach, uh, and she's had seven NCAA tournament appearances already, 11 conference regular season tournament championships. I'm just reading this stuff, Jamie. It's really cool. 79% winning percentage in conference play, which I'm sure all these SEC folks are going to be excited to have too. She's come from uh, Minnesota and she got them in the College World Series, 10-year coaching career there in the, uh, North Dakota State, Iowa State, Minnesota, and was the 2019 NFCA Great Lakes Region Coach of the Year. And we can go on and on. She's got 346 wins to this point and uh, we were very, very fortunate uh, to get her. Last year, the Gophers had one of their best seasons ever, best season ever, I guess. It uh, um, made it to 41-12 and 12 on the year and got to the College World Series. Knocked off a couple of SEC teams on the way, by the way. Uh, but, Jamie, first of all, congratulations. I know that uh, decisions are tough. You're, you were a successful coach where you were, and to make the decision to what is home for you to leave and come to Oxford, Mississippi and be part of the SEC and Ole Miss. I'm sure you had to do some contemplating, but we're so excited you decided to come. Yeah, thank you. I'm grateful for the opportunity. You know, I thank, you know, Keith Carter and the search committee at Ole Miss for the opportunity. And, you know, it didn't take long to just get the feel of, of them as people with their vision. Um, so the professionalism coupled with kind of the, the family atmosphere, but the expectations and, I think the opportunity and the capabilities that you can be really successful here at Ole Miss and 
certainly in softball and what their vision is and what they want to accomplish for, for the sport of softball at Ole Miss. And so all those aligned. Uh, one thing I've learned in life is you can't control timing and um, <laughs> sometimes you're going to have to make some gut wrenching, heartbreaking decisions. And um, I, I attribute that to just being grateful for the opportunities that I've had in my life. I've been very fortunate to be a lot of great places with a lot of tremendous people. Um, I've learned, I've grown from the people I've been able to coach with, the administrations I've been to been able to learn under. Um, and I'm grateful for all those. And that path has led me now here to Ole Miss and the Rebels. You were a player too. What, what, when in your life did you decide, you know, as, as young kids would get into, okay, I like this sport and I like that sport and I'm going to play two or three. And then, you know, my, my area, you played them all and, you know, hoped you were good at one of them. But at yeah. what point did you decide that, you know, this is for me, softball? You know, I'm, I'm a little older too. So I grew up as a multi-sport athlete and um, I knew I wanted to coach. So I was the little girl and remember the Titans way back when, and my dad was a hockey coach. And so big, big athletic family. And that's just kind of what we did. And how I learned how defense was, I would watch our tape sports center and watch things in slow motion. And that's mm -hmm. kind of a breakdown of, of stuff like that. And and then it just happened to be softball that I figured I would I'd play in college and then go into the coaching profession. And so um, it was that or basketball. I'm not sure. I, I love the strategy and kind of the, the tactical stuff. So I think I'd all love being a basketball coach too, but it was kind of the mental side and the breakdown mechanical piece of, of the softball side of it that I think I gravitated a little bit more towards. We've had some recent success. The fan base has grown. Yeah. a little bit here it's a fun game it's a quick game uh, there's mm -hmm. a lot of exciting action in, involved in it and I'm hoping I told you before we came on there that my wife and I love to go to the, the games when the schedule permits and um, I'm hoping that the fan base will grow dramatically for you and uh, what is your message basically to Rebel Nation about softball well, I know one thing everybody loves a winner so generally when you're successful people will come and and they're going to support you and the more excitement and the more buzz and talk you know because of the success that you're having that will generate some general excitement too amongst other people that may not have otherwise come to a game and um but I want to know I want people to know when they come they're going to see a well-disciplined team kids that are passionate about what they're doing will play the game the right way they'll be all about team we'll celebrate the small things we'll have a lot of passion and and uh we'll challenge our execution at the highest level to be a team that can can be very good and ultimately I want to be able to be at a program, lead this program to a place where we are competing and challenging for championships each and every year, uh, hosting a regional tournament, potentially supers. That's hard to do to be a top eight seed. And, and I want to get back to the college world series. And, and that's my goal right now is to come in here and evaluate where we are and the pieces that we do have and, and what we need along with some of the kids that have been part of the build here at Ole Miss and continue moving this, unite this program for what these kids have kind of been through the last year with the coaching change and, and continue moving it forward in the right direction, but get excited about what's in front of us and what's ahead. Absolutely. Sounds great. You're coming off a very successful season. Speaking of winning, oh, my gosh, what a what a wonderful ride yeah. you know, <laughs> the Gophers had last year. That was phenomenal. I know you'll always reflect on this particular season in the future, regardless of where you end up. Yeah. No, no doubt. It was, uh, it was special. I mean, I think there's – every coach will know and every player, like there's something special about first. And mm -hmm. we were accomplished about nine or 10 first and in program history at Minnesota. And I think just, you know, they had gone through a transition a, a year before that. And, and I came into the picture. So I understand that the challenges that come from it. And um, so you two, we kind of got our feet back underneath us a little bit more. And although we had 40 wins in a big 10 championship in 2018, but you know, for us to get the, I think the seven seed and, post regionals and then Georgia came up to Minnesota. So an SEC team and we're able to, to beat them in extra innings. And once our team beat Georgia in extra innings, I was like, we could really do this because they started to believe that they were just, they were capable and we really were. And, and then uh, we got through through regionals and LSU came up and uh, we went undefeated in postseason to get to the world series. And I just know how special that feels. And um, it's fun to be part of first and sharing that with the right people. And if you get the right people in the right place at the right time, you can do special things together and it feels that way. Let's ask you about your staff. It may be too early. Uh, you know, will you be bringing people from there? Are you still evaluating or what are you going to do with your staff? Yeah, I'm working on our staff right now. I think at one lockdown for sure. And uh, they'll be announced, I think once it's, once we're legally able to announce them. So 
just working on the extra pieces of it, but got good candidates, got good people in mind, have had good conversations, and they'll be plenty qualified to come in here and do their part and do their job. And my thing is just making sure we have the right fit for the right style and the right culture that we're going to have here at Ole Miss, doing things the right way on and off the field. And yeah, I think you can have the best of everything. You just have to be willing to work for it. So we want to be great when we're on the field and challenge and, and push the limits and raise the bar and challenge for more in that area and, and certainly have and be able to enjoy each other and develop the relationship pieces of that, not just amongst our staff, but with the players individually and collectively. So um, working hard to find the right pieces. And I, I know I found them in a lot of people. So just be narrowing down, you know, what is the perfect fit? We're visiting Jamie Traxler, our brand new Ole Miss softball coach. And it's funny, we crank up Reb Talk again, Jamie, to introduce new faces. And I mean, we've got, I told one of the coaches last week, dozens of new faces across the board in our yeah. athletic department. Keith is not one of them, though. Keith has been around, yeah. former player. And I'm, I'm sure you really enjoyed getting to know him in this interview process and the rest of the staff that were involved in it. But I know that we have expectations, uh, you know, for our new softball coach, but I'm sure you had some expectations too that you wanted to present uh, to them. I know facilities, one of the things that's popped up in conversation a lot lately, and uh, it's good, but can be a, a lot better. But uh, what are some of the expectations uh, that maybe from your side of the fence you want to see uh, out of the old Miss administration? I think the facilities was one that I just know has maybe been in place for a while. It's kind of been on the docket just to, to get going. And obviously we're in a very unique situation in our country. Right the world and that's going to hold you know any of those conversations in production um you know I, it was a healthy conversation i know that it sounds like and it will be that softball will be kind of next in line to get rolling whenever things get a little bit back to normal and uh, i think financially institutions are a little more set so um there's a there's a lot of things here that Ole Miss offers there's nothing that we're real deficient in at all and so it's just continuing to grow your program and grow your brand and and to be a national contender and a national brand and and sometimes things have to mirror each other the expectations and where you are with what you have and that's just com continued communication and challenging to change and challenge your best with whatever you have um so i'm, I'm excited for that and i'm optim i'm definitely optimistic about what they have to say about the facility piece of everything and I think, but we have enough that we need to be successful. We really do. So um, the rest of that is just continuing to build on what what's already here. You you mentioned the current pieces on the roster, uh, and I know that the, the players these days in all our sports have a chance to transfer, get in the portal, come back, or you can go find somebody out of the portal. So I know recruiting philosophy has changed for all of you guys that are in uh, D1 coaching and all, but uh, it, trying to meet these players in our current situation. I guess you're doing a lot of Zooming or will be Zooming, I guess, and all. But yeah. what's your general thoughts about uh, the roster and, and trying to build a relationship with, with the returning players especially? Yeah, I have to learn the, the roster a little bit. I mean, it's only been a couple of days and mm -hmm. um, working through the pieces of, you know, saying goodbye and, and turning, closing everything out here with transitioning and just doing the hiring process has kind of been more of the last – the focus the last few days. And – had a chance to meet the team last week on a Zoom call, a group, a group Zoom call. And um, so later this week and next week, I'll be setting up individual calls to have those conversations, but more faces and names, obviously, besides just reading a bio and statistics. So that piece will help. And then I need to get into watching some video to see a little more familiar mm -hmm. with them on, on the softball field. So getting to know them, what their personalities are, kind of the mentality piece of it. And, um, their experience at Ole Miss and what got them here and what kind of drives them moving forward. And then the evaluation piece through video, which, you know, really through this time, we kind of have some time to, to do actually, because we can't get out recruiting for several weeks now still. So uh, to do that, I, I don't think this hinders that that much. And in maybe some cases we have more time because we're not out on the road trying to do a lot of things at one time and we can see kids, we can get to know them. We can do our evaluation piece as we keep moving forward. I know at Minnesota you pulled from several areas in the recruiting world. Just a, kind of a thought about your philosophy in uh, recruiting. I know the state of Mississippi just not too many years ago was still doing slow pitch stuff, and we've, we've kind of caught up now in Mississippi, and so the programs have improved in the high schools dramatically over the last uh, few years. But uh, just your thoughts about recruiting. Well, you want to win your local recruiting. You want to make – you want to challenge to get the best in-state, local, whatever your parameter is, recruits to – dream of coming to play for your program and be at that institution and wanting to come and play for the coaches that are there. 
um, especially if they have high aspirations. And so, and then you want to try to continue to challenge and, and compete with the, your conference. You know, and this is a great conference, obviously. There's a ton of talent in the Southeast. I'm less familiar with this area, but some of our staff will be. So, um, and then collectively from West Coast to now we have a lot of Midwest ties. And, um, but you definitely want to make sure that you're pulling from your region uh, and your local talent, the, the best talent that you can get, and then branch out from there. All right, you're stuck at home. Fill our fans in. Uh, what family are you bringing, or dogs, or cats, or anything, or is it just <laughs> you headed this way? No, there'll be there'll be some of us. Um, I think we got some family members that are going to help with the transition too. So I haven't always been in my home state, which is Minnesota, um, mm -hmm. but my sister lives a mile and a half away, so I, I said that she's got to come with me. Probably a couple. <laughs> animals I'm an animal fanatic so we don't have a lot of time but there'll be a dog in there for sure maybe another addition just because sometimes it's fun to add something new when you're already doing something new and you come home so um, I'm just looking forward to being around really good people and I've been fortunate everywhere I've been to have that and so I have a lot of support from family and friends and we'll make sure we get a lot of some Midwest people down there to to come visit us for sure <laughs> no doubt hey tell them that during the snow season this is a cool place to be. Oh, yeah. Okay. They can still bring their golf clubs when it's yes, snowing up here. Absolutely. Okay. They don't have to hit off ice and all that good stuff. But, yeah. hey, you're coming from a great area. You're going to enjoy Oxford, too. And, Jamie, thank you so much. And we're looking forward to watching your career and helping in every way we can. And uh, we challenge our fans to continue to stay behind softball and bring some friends with you, right? Absolutely. All right, Coach Traxel, thank you very much. And that'll wrap up this week's edition of Rev Talk. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Rev Talk. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Ole Miss Sports Network in partnership with TeleSouth Communications. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.